on this episode of Hit the Deck. HTD knows a guy who's launching a media venture that's very appropriate. So he's calling it the Sokoa Media App, and it will feature content from articles and podcasts, and he says it's even a live stream from various events that'll take place, and he created it to give himself and people like us and other podcasters an opportunity. And get ready to salute, because the NHL is about to have some captains on deck. So you have until December 20th to vote for your... 2020 NHL All-Star Team Captains. Oh, Captain, my Captain. I would stand up on the couch right now, but (laughs) I think Mrs. American Rhino would would yell at me. Plus, Turkey Day may be over, but these ain't no leftovers we're serving up. Gritty, being the great patriot that he is, dressed as a turkey for Thanksgiving. I thought that if Gritty's dressed up as a big turkey, I'm surprised nobody took a shot at him and Uh wanted to stuff him. Now, that's typical gritty. Yes. Yep. If anyone would enjoy the taste of human flesh for Thanksgiving, it is gritty. All this and more coming up on this episode of Hit the Deck. Game on! Welcome to episode 155 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And it has been, well, we did release something last week, but it has been two weeks since you got a full episode, since 154. So uh, I know, I know you're, you're, you've been jonesing, you've been jonesing for a real meaty HTD and we hope to carve one up for you right here and right now. But I would be remiss if I were not to remind you who the we in that equation is. So I think it best if we jump right into tonight's starting lineup and for tonight's starting lineup in goal as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey. And of course, my illustrious co-host on defense. Number four, I'm James Sajazi. Hey, buddy. Yo, sir. How's it going? Back in the saddle. Yes, yes, yes. And um, something I'm very happy about, which, dear listener, as you probably know, I have a, a, a very old Ford Explorer that's 17 years old, I guess. So in, in terms of cars, that's ancient. But it died and has been resurrected again. So I'm really excited about that. Live from your grave. I'm Is that feeling ex- good today. James, was that Explorer Lewis or Clark? No, neither one. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the Ford uh, the Ford version. And it's an O2, and it was the first year for that model. And uh-huh. unfortunately, I was dumb enough to lease it. And after the lease was up, it just started slowly falling apart ah. <laughs> piece by piece. But anyway, the alternator croaked on Sunday night when I went to start it and drive home from Thanksgiving weekend from my parents' house. So my poor dad had to drive me back to my place, but uh, at least it wasn't snowing. And uh, so got it to the mechanic, got it back today at the recording of this podcast. So I'm, I'm really happy. I felt like I got my uh, buddy back in, in one aspect and <laughs> also to just real quick. It's kind of a love and hate relationship, you know, but because uh, I want it to be reliable. But Ford just doesn't do that. It's <laughs> um, like an abusive relationship. It was, in what? Yes, I try and very, take very good. Well, it's like my female relationships, too. I try and be good, be a good boyfriend and take care of everything. And I just get abused in the end. But um, anyway, there are some people total- who are into that, James. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not, unfortunately, <laughs> But um, even though I'm a defenseman and, and no judgment. You know, I, I get- if you no, like to be abused in the end, that's all on you. Buy a Ford. <laughs> Anyway, it was it was really heartbreaking to see it getting towed off because it just had mm-hmm. no juice in it whatsoever, and and that was that was heartbreaking. But anyway, it's back and and better than better than ever. So thank you for that. How was your Thanksgiving weekend? How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Now I'm no I'm no car guy. I don't pretend to be, but I, the alternator isn't that big. You know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that difficult of a fix, right? It's not like a super expensive, really time-consuming fix. Right for the amount of thousands and thousands of dollars that uh, I've had to put into the car just for keeping it on the road, that was one of the uh, the, the quicker, cheaper 
you know, it still was over 500 bucks, but for the alternator itself, if you, if you're a mechanic and you know what you're doing, I guess a new one would probably run you around 300 and then, um, you know, you could put it in, 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 in yourself, but I have no skill of that nature whatsoever. Now, did your mechanic have a black Friday sale on alternators? <laughs> no, not that I know. Was it perhaps a, a, a question of it being a doorbuster and you just weren't <laughs> able to get there in time? There were too many other people with broken cars in front of you? Yeah, a long line of Ford owners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Hey, that's okay. I appreciate it. I'm just happy to, to have it back off of the uh, injured list. So welcome to, back, <laughs> Trucko. <laughs> to Ant's truck. You call your Ford Trucko? Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a new piece of information that I did not previously have, James. I am intrigued. Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, and you've been a uh, an excellent co-pilot in it many, many a time. So, but yes, uh, I refer to it as Trucko uh, in, in the family. So I just let that little secret out. <laughs> I will circle back to that another time. That's a tasty little tidbit that I think we're going to hang on to. Um, oh, boy. To answer your question, however, my Thanksgiving was pretty good. Uh, we were uh, pretty nice. It went well, yes. My my Thanksgiving was gratifying. Thank you. I started the day at my parents' house with for breakfast, which is our our typical way of handling Thanksgiving. And we go to my parents, we have breakfast, we watch the parade. I scream and carry on like a child when Santa arrives at the end of the parade. You know, business as usual. And then we then proceeded to go over to have the rest of the day with my wife's family and antipast. Uh, I don't know why they're so antipast. You know, for Italians, I think they should be pro-past, but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, they they antipast dinner, dessert. Usually we would alternate dinner and dessert and what have you with my parents. But this year we just spent the whole day there. So uh, I got in some football. I did not sprain my ankle, which Yay. for football games at in that family, I have a, a bit of a track record of doing that, although it's been a number of years since that happened, thankfully, knock on wood, etc. There you go. And so that was good. The next day, my wife and daughter and I saw Frozen 2, the sequel. <laughs> it's not it's not called Frozen 2, the sequel. That would be a dumb name. Uh, it's just called <laughs> Frozen 2, I believe. It, uh, James, I will tell you, because you have a niece, I will tell you... And any listeners who care for the review, I will tell you in my estimation, and it's only one man's opinion, in my estimation, Frozen 2 was a better movie than Frozen. And I say that because it was a more mature movie. It was like the plot of Frozen grew up a little bit. It had somewhat more adult themes. In fact, my daughter, who is nine, walked out of the movie and she said, that was a little dark. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was at points. It was. But I think I think it was a lot more powerful emotionally. I think uh, I, I remarked to my wife that even though Anna got the majority of screen time in the first movie, I didn't think that she really had time to grow as a character or to really explore her character. She was kind of this one note, vapid, not well, not vapid, but naive naive is probably a better word she was this naive kind of just i don't know the, it, she in this second one she had room to really grow as a character and she had some really powerful moments another thing i said to my wife Kristen bell deserves all the awards because she's she was just really good as anna in this movie so um the music was not as catchy as the first one so there will be no let it go or do you want to build a snowman coming out of this one? Into the Unknown is the big, big song from this one. And, you know, it was fine, but it's it's not like it's unlikely that every female child will be belting this song out, you know, for any length of time. So that is a relief. Because, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I think Disney owns all owes all you parents out there for the first one. It's fine. You know, they made their money. They're making their money again. I'm sure they're yeah. very happy with that. I'm sure there will be a Frozen 3 and possibly a Frozen 4. They definitely left plenty of room for, for another sequel. So we'll see what happens. All right. Well, I'm glad that uh, you weren't bored to tears. No. And then 
Saturday and actually a lot of Sunday, I wound up helping my folks put up a lot of Christmas decorations at their house. So, you know, it's uh, we are well and truly into the season now. Yes. And I was whining and complaining about it last uh, couple of podcasts. But uh, <laughs> yes. And, and as you made me feel better that this is the last it's the latest possible that Thanksgiving could be. Mm-hmm. So. Like you said, we got through it and it's all Christmas now and and let's do it. But yeah, it was unbelievable, like scrambling to put all the Christmas decorations up because Thanksgiving just was not coming. We are slaying downhill from here, James. Absolutely. But I want want to slow down a little bit because Christmas goes too fast. I don't think it works that way. I think it only speeds Uh, up from this point. Yeah, well, (laughs) that's what I want for Christmas. Uh Uh-huh. I want time. Did you, speaking of Thanksgiving, James, did you see, did you watch the parade? Yes. Did you see the commercial? I think it was a Hallmark commercial where the little girl gets tempted by cats like a a siren into this Narnia-esque grandfather clock where she meets this weird, like, time wizard guy who gives her a card that entitles her family to one free hour of time to do something together? Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, yes, when when they built a snowman. First of all, I immediately said to my daughter, do not follow any strange cats into clocks. (laughs) If you have the opportunity, do not do that. Uh, I, I also have to say, though, I think unless Hallmark is actually selling cards that will give you extra time in a day, I really think that commercial is is kind of overselling their brand. Mm. You know, speaking of which, uh, at at the recording of this podcast, I'm still I'm 41 years old, so I still get excited when Charlie Brown Christmas is on for the first time on network. So it was on tonight. It was. My mom texted me. She said the colors are so vibrant. Uh We just got Um, my dad a new television for his birthday. So uh, it's it's it was a Black Friday sale, although we didn't do it on Black Friday. It was an early thing. So. You know, we we the family collectively got him this new television and uh, it was one of these 4K deals uh, with HDR. So the picture is really good. So I guess she was seeing, you know, it really was remarkable how good the picture was in, uh, you know, for for something that came out, you know, in 1965 and it was Mm. made for televisions that some of them weren't even color yet. Like it's, it's, it's remarkable how good it, it looks now. Yes. And, uh, just b- before we get into the podcast as usual, uh, one test for a good TV is how well hockey comes out on it because I've had some TVs in the past where, uh, you're watching the hockey game and you see lines and stuff like that. So I think yeah. the true test of a good TV is if you could watch a hockey game, an NHL game or whatever, and it's nice and clear. You could see the the white ice and, and follow the puck and all that and it doesn't judder or whatever that term is and things. So um, hopefully if uh, they're watching the Rangers and the Islanders and the Devils, that, that, that would be a great test. But yes, it's pretty amazing how well that they uh, restored the Charlie Brown Christmas. But anyway, yeah, so I was watching that before and that commercial did come on, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. with uh, saving time and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just it's the tradition of it. And, and I, I get excited all the time. And I don't even remember what the initial point I wanted to bring up. But just <laughs> it's always good to talk about the Charlie Brown Christmas. All right. I'll allow it. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Snoopy's a great ice skater. You know, he's pretty, pretty interesting. He doesn't even need skates. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> So actually, before we jump into the podcast proper, there's one more thing I wanted to ask you, James. How do you think our special This Year in Gritty scrimmage that we released last week went? How, how do you think that that, you know, came off? Because we, you know, we had high hopes for it. And it was something that that we put together that was a little outside the box for what one of these scrimmages usually is. How do you think it it, it went? How do you think it was received? What was your impression of it overall? I'm biased, but I really enjoyed it. I, I, I thoroughly loved it. I thought you did an excellent job. Thank you, by the way, because I still wasn't feeling well. So you took the burden off of my back from trying to talk too much and, and add to it. And personally, if somebody's ill, and you're broadcasting. It's very annoying to listen to. So I, I appreciate that. But overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was entertaining. A lot of things I learned about Gritty. And, and you've really painted the big orange fool in, in a good light. And that was extremely touching how kind he was for that young boy on his birthday. 
So that's something that uh, I'll, I'll keep that in mind and I'm astounded by how popular he is. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, I said it, I said it on the scrimmage credit where it's due. I, we hammer gritty on this podcast all the time. You know it. If you've ever listened to an episode of hit the deck where we've mentioned gritty, you know, how, how relentless we can be in our criticism of him, but fair play to him. You know, I mean, we have to be fair to him and we have to paint a complete picture of who he is. So while he is a maniac who needs to be stopped at most times, he also does have a very sweet touching side that he shows particularly to these young kids. So, you know, I mean, he's an enigma, I guess, I guess people are complicated and so is gritty. (laughs) But Excellent job. Uh, it was pretty amazing. It was a busy, busy year for him, too, by the way. So even traveling to uh, new lands and spreading the grittiness all over the globe. But I thought it was great. Uh, I enjoyed it. I hope the listener enjoyed it as much as I did. And uh, it was even better listening to it, not just recording it. I will say I had actually forgotten a lot of that stuff that he did <laughs> this year. <laughs> I can't believe everything we talked about was just 2019. Like... Yeah. What a year. Uh, October especially. I still can't believe what kind of October he had. It was it was talk about a whirlwind. <laughs> like I I just I'm gobsmacked. I sit here gobsmacked. Gobblesmacked even due to some of the shenanigans he got up to this past week which we may touch on a little later in the show. But <laughs> for now, I think we should probably talk about some hockey. What do you think? Sounds good to me, sir. All right, James. Well, then I'm going to put the onus entirely on you. And I'm going to say, James, I'm going to say this right now. You can watch me say it. James, can I please implore you, sir? Can I convince you? Can I twist your arm to please tell us what is on deck for this podcast? I'll be happy to and no arm twisting necessary. All right. Well, thank you. That was easy. (laughs) I'm going to press that button from the old Staples commercials. Boom. That was easy. Thanks, Coach. (laughs) You got it. Appetite for construction. No one wants to give you a chance to get your toe in the door in broadcasting? Then... Make one! (laughs) Mr. Joe Sokoa has done just that with his podcasts, website, book, play-by-play, and more. And now he's ready to launch a brand new app that will give those of us with a passion and talent for broadcasting but only lack the last name Buck or Albert or Gowdy or Gumble, etc., an actual chance. And, oh, Captain, who's Captain? The 2020 NHL All-Star Game is set for late January in St. Louis. But before they drop that puck, though, the four divisions need captains. And fan voting is now open on NHL.com. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. Thank you, sir. I'm your captain. I'm your captain. Ah, oh, it's been too long since I've heard that song. I don't, I don't have it well enough at hand to to sing it badly or whatever uh who who what who, who was that it's a grand funk railroad blood sweat and tears who did i'm your captain uh, i i think it was grand funk is it? i haven't listened to this i haven't listened to uh q104 in a while i'm getting closer to my home all right the listener doesn't care. <laughs> what, no. what, 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 what's the, what is, what's this app thing? What's, what's this confound technology? <laughs> what is yeah, that on my to... Hoosier daddy? You're right. Grand Funk Railroad. So uh, give was, that man a cigar. It was Grand Funk. Okay. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. It's <laughs> okay. been, like I said, it's been a while. Yeah. Well, well done American Rhino. <laughs> But this app is uh, actually named after Mr. Sokoa, so he's calling it the Sokoa Media app, and it will feature content from articles and podcasts, and he says it's even a live stream from various events that'll take place, and he created it to give himself and people like us and other podcasters an opportunity to be listened to and get a chance to have our voices heard and so on and so forth, as opposed to having a connection where somebody's father will say hey listen to my son he's he's got a good broadcasting knack and then all of a sudden he gets the job and he's being hated by everybody on fox or as an example you know i don't know um, who you're talking about james this is just a hypothetical (laughs) right 
<laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Right. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Mr. Sokoa took matters into his own hands, and he's in developments of uh, coming out with this app. It's supposed to launch this month at the recording of this podcast. That's December 2019. Um, we did invite him to the podcast, but uh, he's a podcaster himself, so I don't know if um, things just kind of got uh, wires crossed or whatever the case was, but hopefully we can have him on in the future so he can explain it himself. But in the meantime, maybe right now at this very moment, he's recording a podcast segment about hit the deck. (laughs) One could only hope just, I know, I know you want to, you want to get more information about the app out there, James, and I want you to do that, but I have to say real quick, while I am certainly in favor of the app and what it does and what it is trying to do. And I certainly don't want to disparage Mr. Sokoa's lineage. I will say, I think it needs a catchier name. Yeah, I guess that would have been nice to to, to ask him in person, but we could only speculate at this point. But I agree. It, like UCAST uh, or something. I don't know if UCAST is already taken, but, you know, something like that. Well, if we could team up with him, the American Rhino is full of excellent ideas. And uh, if I'm this podcast is a proof of that. Well... This podcast isn't proof of that, then I don't know what is. But anyway, yeah, in this term of uh, of apps all over the place and social media, it's really hard even that to uh, break through because it can be really crowded from people who love broadcasting or maybe aren't good enough to be professionals and paid for it or from professionals who are good enough to do it but just can't get that break because – they just will not be given a legitimate chance. But I'll tell you what, man, you haven't hit rock bottom until you've been denied by the Catholic channel, ladies and gentlemen. So I have that going for me. But anyway, Mr. Sokoa is in the process for your sports broadcasters out there in particular to uh, to get your toe in the door and be listened to by the right ears and maybe even give yourself a career, whereas you can support yourself living your dream. In fairness, James, we weren't denied by the Catholic channel so much as we were asked for demos and then they ghosted us. Right. I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, Gary and I are practicing Catholics and that's just not a very Catholic thing to do. Yeah. Well, that's uh, look, all kidding aside. I mean, I'll just, if I could be serious for a moment here, um, (laughs) Just real quick, I'm going to I'm going to break into your normal hit the deck nonsense and just say I worked briefly for a I don't know if you'd call it a subsidiary or a division or whatever. I I don't know what you would actually call it. I worked for something that was kind of run by the Catholic Channel, which was a service aimed at distributing programming in Catholic schools in the Diocese of Brooklyn. I worked there very briefly because I got a better offer completely unsolicited out of the blue doing something else. But I will tell you, James, it is very much a business. I know I know that you like to think of it or, you know, people would prefer to think of it as, oh, it's it's an extension of the Catholic Church. You know, it's all about Catholic values. And and I'm sure there are some people who have their opinions of the church that aren't very flattering or or, uh, you know, optimistic. But that's neither here nor there. When it drills right down to it, you know, even though it's run by priests and bishops, it's still run as a business. And unfortunately, you have to expect that kind of thing. Yeah, excellent point. And before we get back into Mr. Sikora's app and, and his sports app and so on and so forth, just that uh, I hope that St. Peter isn't as nasty in keeping good people out of heaven as the uh, media uh, Christian stations are at keeping good talent out from joining their group. And, uh, you know, it's not just it's not just the Catholics out there. It's, it's other groups and stuff on and so forth. So if you're thinking that you can backdoor your way in by having somebody that has sympathy or you can offer working for free or an apprenticeship or something like that. No, the American Rhino is right. It's all about the bottom line and they do an excellent job of separating faith from business. <laughs> but uh, Mr. Sokoa, in the meantime, um, he's a fellow Brooklynite, too. Uh, He's currently living in Staten Island, so he's a local guy. Uh, I met Joe not in person, but through email and so on, and and from his website, too, and and we'll get into that in a minute, from a mutual friend 
at church, as a matter of fact, on uh, one Sunday morning, I was at mass in, in my neighborhood, and a gentleman named Sean Fodera told me about Joe, and that's how I learned all about him. And it's a really slick website that he has. He even has very similar experiences to uh, to you and I, American Rhino. Hey, um, he does. Yeah. Real quick, do you happen to know what line of business Sean Fodera is in? I do not. I only ask because I have a friend named John Fodera. And he he lives close to where my parents are in Queens in Flushing. And he and his family own a restaurant supply company. So they like supply baked goods and oh. uh, and, and like ingredients like flour and stuff. So I, I was just it's called Federa Foods. I was just curious if, you know, I, I don't know how common a name Federa is, so it just piqued my interest. That's all. Carry on, please. Okay, cool. That I'll, I'll definitely look into that. But uh, so Mr. Sokoa, he has his own website, josokoamedia.com, and he has podcasts. He has his own sports talk podcast, which is really entertaining, and he talks about sports. He's very into hockey, too, by the way. He's done some play-by-play, and uh, the American Rhino and I have talked about this in the past where uh, he was involved with Aviator, which is a local, well, I don't know if it still exists anymore, but there's a local ice hockey rink in Brooklyn, in uh, Floyd Bennett Field, if you're familiar with the area. And they had a couple of uh, even female hockey teams come through that the American Rhino and I always tried to support as best we could. But uh, Joe, I think, even managed to do some play-by-play for those teams over the years. He works on Blue Shirts Beat. That's a podcast, Blue Shirts Beat, uh, for Ranger fans out there. I never would have guessed. He's even co-written a book. And uh, also on his website, there's a picture of him standing next to none other than Mike Richter. Oh, I thought you were going to say Gritty. No, (laughs) I'd love to ask him about that. But the American Rhino, definitely, that's going uh, right up your alley. Number 35, huh? Yes, sir. All right. Well, nice. That's, That's really cool. So the bottom line is he knows what he's doing and, uh, and and like us, so hopefully he can champion and be a voice of all things, how ironic that is, for all of us out there who have the dedication and the talent and the passion to come up with entertaining podcasting and radio and uh, living a dream. So that would be something else to sustain yourself by doing what you love. And uh, I don't personally know anybody who's able to do that, but for those select few that can god bless and i wish you'd share your secret james they say when you do what you love you never work a day in your life i've worked for many years (laughs) yeah so have i unfortunately i've uh, not worked for many years too and that's even worse Yeah, I guess. I, 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 yeah, I know. Who am I complaining to? But no, no, no. Uh, I just, I, I would love to get paid to actually get paid for doing something like this. They don't care. The listener doesn't care about our problems. No, but, but no. I, I just like this. This is the stuff that you know I really enjoy, and I know you do too. And I, I just, I would love for not only us, but people who are passionate about this kind of thing to actually get the opportunity to put their stuff out there because that's, that's what it's all about. You know, I mean, it's like you said, you know, it's, it's one thing if you have a famous last name and you already have that couple of feet in the door and, and half a torso, but you know, if for, for, you know, your regular Joe Schlub, Joe, Joe Schlub isn't a thing, but uh, he's a nice guy. Um, for Joe Schlub and all of his friends, the schmoes for, for, for them, you know what they need, they need that platform and YouTube is good for that. But YouTube even is, is so saturated with every single thing you can think of, like something like this that is targeted. I don't know how long it's going to you know, if it takes off, I don't know how long it's going to last because when things get popular, they tend to grow and and then you have the same problem all over again. But for now, ground floor, you know, if you have something like this app where you can get people who are passionate and skilled out there and get them exposure for things like this, I mean, you know, think of somebody like a Daniel Wilson who, you know, does his thing 
week in and week out with very little recognition. Think about Kamish Suds, who has like three podcasts and four leagues or whatever. Like think about think about all of the just just the the people that we've interacted with over the years that have, you know, these little almost pet projects for their leagues where they broadcast and stuff. It would be great to not only to get them the exposure of something like this for what they're doing, but I think it also helps to get exposure for sports like deck hockey, you know, that, that are out there, but that aren't mainstream right now. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent points all around American Rhino. And what it all comes down to also is funding because, and we really greatly appreciate Podbean and the ability to do this podcast in the first place. And we've, I've enjoyed it over the last three years, and, and I hope that the listener has as well. And the American Rhino, I'm uh, always indebted to you for getting this off the ground and doing it. But Podbean giving us an opportunity to do it is, is fantastic, and we appreciate that. But you know, exactly, we, we get thrown with everybody else that's trying to, to get his or her podcast listened to. And then that's bad enough, but then you got the pros that come in that are already on terrestrial radio, they're already on Sirius, XM, Pandora, this, that, and the other thing, whatever they're calling themselves now. And then they come out with podcasts. So, so now people are listening to those people that already have listeners, and of course that's all the advertisers care about, is who's listening, who's watching, because they want their brands out there to be sold and bought. I mean, that's um, been the nature yeah. of advertising since advertising's been a thing. I mean, at, at that point, you're basically complaining about capitalism. No, that, that's true. I, I, I'll step back there. To, I'm not, that's, that's the nature of the beast, which, yeah, I, thanks for pointing that out. I didn't mean to sound bitter or um, angry or, or critical, but uh, that's, that's just how the business works. But uh, what I am upset about is not being able to be given a chance, a legitimate chance, is which anybody has ever asked for. And this isn't, we're not trying out for the NHL here. You know, we're not trying out for MLB, which it, it's so hard for any of those great athletes to break into those leagues. And I've heard many a story of somebody who's so talented or maybe he or she had an injury and then couldn't go along or... Even worse, you're great, but let's say you're a goalie, right? And uh, the starting goalie on the team that you're in the farm system of is the best in the league. So you don't have any chance whatsoever to get to the to the NHL. So there's a lot of heartbreaking stories of that nature, too. But you always hear stories also of the ones that make it. Oh, I never gave up. Never take no for an answer. Um, somebody helped you there. You know, there was a break somewhere. There was an opportunity that, that fell in your lap. And, uh, people talk about luck. You always need to be prepared because luck doesn't exist. That's fine. But we're prepared. We just don't have the, the, the ears or, or the right ears listening. And I think that's what Mr. Sokoa has been concerned about because he's in a very similar situation that a lot of us are, where as you graduate college and you, you prepare for it, you're trained for it, you can do it, but you just will not be given that opportunity. So if we could all get together and, and get on the same team and uh, somebody out there has big pockets and, and cash that he's willing to spend and, and uh, back up with these great things, then who knows what can happen. But uh, that's like you said, too, there's the irony is you have the opportunity with podcasts and the technology and uh, with computers and, and so on and so forth and YouTube where we could all get out there, but then there's too much. There's too much noise. There's too much. Everybody's uh, vying for position and a lot of elbows and stepping on one another. But who knows if this can break and, and his dream comes true. I, I think even if personally hit the deck doesn't come along with that, then um, it, it's still something that the little guy can be proud of and give a thumbs up for. Come on, sugar daddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we need someone... We need someone to step up and make this team a reality, James. We need a captain. And you know who else needs a captain? The NHL All-Star Game needs four of them. Yeah, excellent point, American Rhino. That's something that is a big decision to make, but that's what's so much fun about it. And uh, you could go check out NHL.com right now. I believe voting goes until December 20th. And yes, it does. So you have to pick one from the Atlantic, a player from the Metropolitan, a player from the Central, and a player from the Pacific to represent his division. 
And then you have your four captains, and then away you go after that. They pick their teams, and uh, I like this new current system of the All-Star game, by the way. Oh, captain, my captain. I would stand up on the couch right now, but I think Mrs. American Rhino would, would yell at me. Also, you wouldn't really be able to hear me because my mouth would be like four feet above the microphone. Right. But anyway, it's the thought that counts. So nice, nicely done there, American Rhino. She's already going to be mad at me because I broke a clip off of one of her pens. Uh, Maybe I can glue it. Maybe, or hopefully if it's from Staples or something, you can run out and get a new one. But No, it's got her name on it and everything. Hmm. I assume she got it in the mail as some kind of promotional what's it. Gotcha. (laughs) Name, address, phone number. I don't even know where this came from. Actually, have no fear. I have a similar pen to that so I can give you the clip. So don't worry. If it's broken, next time I see you, it's all taken care of. Yeah, all right. Thank you. But in the meantime, yes, you don't need a pen to vote. And that's what's so much fun about this, too, is it's uh, a lot easier because when the American Rhino and I were growing up, and I'm sure a lot of fans out there that are uh, older than the millennials, is we used to have to fill out the ballads ourselves and poke out little holes and vote for your favorite player. And uh, Oh, that was you know, the worst. Yes, it was. Sitting it was there time a, consuming. I remember sitting there at Mets games, I mean, when I wasn't working, like, just as a fan sitting there with like a stack of ballots because you know in theory not in theory but like legally you were allowed to vote once for every game before the all-star break so you know i would sit there with a stack of like 20 ballots just poking out all the mets on the card and i'd have to keep doing that and it was just oh exactly i thought i was smart once oh i got this all figured out so i tried to line up five in a row oh that's not gonna work (laughs) no it did not work it's just gonna make it worse because you're gonna get the the circles stuck in the holes and the ones below it and you're gonna have to dig them out and it's no no that's not gonna work james come on little you should know better yes very naive um i even thought i had it figured out even better where i had a sharp pencil but that didn't do the trick either Uh (laughs) but have no fear modern technology they got it all set for you so uh, yeah um the rules are on nhl.com that you can submit a maximum of 10 ballots per 24 hour period what so if you want yeah if you want to what is this chicago (laughs) i don't know what it is but maybe that's one of the reasons why big market teams get a little bit of an edge. But I'll tell you what, man, uh, in the Atlantic Division alone, uh, the the Boston Bruins have been having a great season so far. And David Pasternak, he definitely deserves serious consideration for being the captain, but he probably won't get it. But we'll see how that goes. Because uh, And there's also goalies out there, too, which I don't think they get a fair enough look to uh, be considered captains because they're not allowed to have the C on their jersey. And, you know, the American Rhino explained the reasons why for that. But Austin Matthews is probably going to get it. Not that he doesn't deserve it. You know, he has 31 points going into uh, the recording of this podcast. But uh, really, (laughs) exactly. Um, But uh, so you you have a tough decision to make there, too. And uh, Patrice Bergeron is, is involved there. Tuka Rask for the goalies. Jack Eichel. And the list goes on and on. So uh, you have a couple of Red Wings to worry about, too, and Bertuzzi. But uh, it, it's a fun decision you have to make. But once you sort that out for the, the Atlantic, then you have to go on to the Metropolitan, which you're probably going to figure that uh, the Great Eight is going to be the one to beat. But the Islanders have been having – they've been one of the hottest teams in the league for a long time now, too. They, they've gone on to, a, I don't know, something like a 14-game unbeaten streak and – they really have, have put together quite a season for themselves. So you got Barzell, Bailey, and Anders Lee, and Varlamov, too. He's uh, in goal doing pretty well. So you have those guys to, to choose from. For us Ranger fans, of course, you got Hank. Good old Hank, always holding down the fort. A big sign during the offseason. Panarin has uh, delivered 33 points going in. Zabanajad. This guy was on fire, and whatever reason, at the beginning of the season, the Rangers played like two games in the first three weeks of the season, uh, and then he got hurt. So that that set him back. But 
You're probably figuring you got Sidney Crosby, of course, Malkin, but it'll probably be between um, Alex Ovechkin and his good pal Sidney Crosby for there. But uh, we all have a vote. We can do it. Get your uh, votes in and and see if you can uh, influence that one way or the other. I have a coworker who, I don't know, maybe a month ago, he stopped me in the, uh, like the, I don't know, <laughs> how would I describe this area of my building? The, like the area kitchenette, I guess would be, it's bigger than that. There are seats and there's a big island and coffee machines and stuff. But you know, the, the food area where people congregate on the floor, that's not the cafeteria. Anyway. Uh-huh. So he, he, he stopped me. He's a big Penguins fan. And he said, hey, hey, I want to show you something. And he pulls out his phone and it's a picture of a friend of his with Sidney Crosby. The guy uh, was out for a run in, you know, downtown Manhattan. And he just ran into Sidney Crosby out and about in the middle of the day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's something else that's mm-hmm. pretty ridiculous yeah and yeah you know we're always trashing on uh, on on gritty because that's what hockey fans do when you have rivalries but uh the same thing with 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 crosby is mm-hmm. that uh, you know he, he has been one of the best players in the league since he started you know even before he got to the nhl his uh reputation preceded him but that's pretty amazing to have a superstar like that just walking around, a Stanley Cup champion, MVP, the whole deal. That That's pretty remarkable, but uh, especially in, in New York. I, I admire his bravery, as a matter of fact, because hockey players are tough. They were playing the Islanders, I believe, at the at that time or that, that day or the next day or something. I don't know. I don't know why, you know, I guess there are no great hotels on Long Island. So yeah. I guess he stayed in the city. Probably. Uh, I, I think there's one that's supposed to be famous in Garden City, but that if you're familiar with the area and if you're also familiar with that movie with uh, Reese Witherspoon and, e. um, and no. Okay. Was she in that? Uh, that was her, no, right? No, 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 no that no, wasn't that her. Was a little before her time. Who, was, who am I um, thinking of? And uh, uh, Tobey Maguire before he was Spider-Man. Um, what was the name of that movie? Pleasantville. The e. name of, uh, no, no. <laughs> what was, who was in E.T.? Oh, uh, what's her face? The um, the poor thing. She grew up and she had a pretty rough childhood. What the heck's her name? Meg Ryan. No, not Meg. Oh man, what's I her don't. Name? I don't know. Ah, uh, whatever. I could picture her. Uh, it's Drew Barrymore. Thank you, Drew Barrymore. That's it. That's it. Drew Barrymore no. was in E.T. with Reese Witherspoon and Tobey Maguire. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I was, I don't, I'm sorry for all the tangents. And, what are we talking for- about? Exactly. Thank you for sticking with us, dear listener. Reese's um, Pieces. This garden- is all just a commercial for Reese's Pieces. We got our first commercial endorsement. Yeah! Which M&M's turned down E.T., and that's why Reese's Pieces became so popular, by the way. But anyway. You know, my sister, I love my sister, but she yes. has this, like, deep primal fear of E.T. So on Thanksgiving... They had a commercial. If you were watching the parade, they had a commercial where this family is outside building a snowman, this happy wintry scene, and suddenly peeking out from behind the snowman is E.T. And my sister freaked out. Elliot. I don't blame her. Yeah, I I remember watching E.T. in the movie. I think it came out like 82 or something. So I was about four years old thereabouts. And uh, yeah, I couldn't believe how popular it was, even an Atari game, too. But I'm with your sister. E.T. was really kind of a freaky looking thing. I don't know, man. The Atari game is kind of widely held to be the worst game of all time. Uh, Well... I wasn't a big E.T. fan, so I'm I mean, not going to argue that point. It's, it's a famous debacle. Like, most of the copies of the game were kind of recalled from stores, and they were all buried somewhere. Yeah. Right. In a hole. Like, that's a real story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe in the distant future when uh, people are trying to learn about history of, of, of mankind and they come across that pile of... Video game. Some some latter day Indiana Jones. Yes. Which that was a great game, by the way, for Atari. But anyway. It belongs in a garbage dump. <laughs> the Garden City Hotel in Long Island. 
I think that's where a lot of the NHL players would stay when they were visiting the Islanders. But maybe, yeah, you're right. If they were either visiting here in Brooklyn or uh, if they were on that, whatever they're calling the Coliseum now, uh, Mr. Crosby was probably in a better hotel there in the city, especially if they did a home and home with the Rangers. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, anyway. Hey, by the way, speaking of gravelly voices, I just want to give you and all of our listeners a friendly reminder that starting this Sunday, the, I want to say, 8th on the CW, it is the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover, which is going to feature many, many characters who have played iconic DC characters over the years including Mr. Kevin Conroy as old yeah. Bruce Wayne. Thank I don't, you, sir. I don't know which episode he's going to be on because it's going to be a multi-night event, but he, he's going to be in the mix somewhere. Well, we follow Mr. Conroy on Twitter and Instagram, so hopefully he'll give us a hint and, and we'll, we'll know when. But that's mm-hmm. something, thank you, that is something I'm very much looking forward to. Yep. Oh, also, speaking of Batman, not Kevin Conroy, but the thing that inspired the Kevin Conroy Batman show. I don't know if you heard about this, James, but Lego released a 1989 Batmobile that is Ooh. like super super detailed really good looking it's like 250 dollars. i assume it's like a limited edition thing but it's it's actually it's pretty sweet that's santa (laughs) yeah i don't know that's uh i i don't i don't i yeah i don't think that's gonna find its way into my house anytime soon but but if you are a bat fan and a lego fan then it might be right up your alley Hey, man, that would look really sweet parked next to Voltron. <laughs> Santa Claus, come on, buddy. Uh-huh. The American Rhino's been really good this year. <laughs> yeah, not that good. Well, but in the meantime, if you're looking to vote for a captain in the Central Division of the NHL... Vote uh, for Kevin Conroy. There you go. <laughs> Especially if he's from St. Louis. He's never played in the NHL, to my knowledge, but vote for him anyway. <laughs> yeah, come on. He's a write-in. <laughs> you can, as a matter of fact. They have uh, an, an option there for you to do such that, and you can search for more players and stuff. So who knows? Can you imagine but, who's Kevin Conroy? Why is everybody voting for this guy? Oh man, that'd be so cool. But <laughs> hey, I, I googled him. Apparently, he did the voice for Batman in some things. Can he even skate? Who cares? Well, if you do your research, ladies and gentlemen, in um, one of the earlier Hit the Decks, I think it was like Hit the Deck 20, wow. where the, the American Rhino and I picked our all, all-star all deck players and teams, and the American Rhino drafted Batman. So um, that was legitimate because, what was it, George Clooney that played Batman? Uh, yes. Right, right. And, and there was a whole scene when he was fighting he and Robin were fighting um, Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze, yeah. and they were stating, yes, yes. Yeah, it was a diamond for a Got party. in on a technicality. There you go. So, well, well played, American Rhino. Honestly, though, whether he can play or not, if you want anybody assembling a team for you, you probably want Batman. Yes. And, and another great pickup by the American Rhino when we did our uh, all dog, all star deck team. The American Rhino drafted Ace, Ace. from did Batman I Did Beyond. I take Ace? Huh? Yes, I you thought did. you took Ace. No. No, that was totally you, American Rhino. All right. Yeah. I'll allow it. <laughs> but for the NHLers out there, and um, speaking of home team advantage and the defending Stanley Cup champs, you got at least four Blues to choose from. You got Shen, Pietrangelo, O'Reilly, and Binnington. But... Um, you know, Pecorene should be up there as another option. You got Forsberg, of course, uh, somebody that we greatly admire from his generosity and, and ties to deck hockey is Tyler Sagan. So he's uh, got a lot of great options out there, too, for uh, for the Central. Uh, then you go all over to the Pacific Division. Now, um, when you look at the statistics, there's a young man by the name of Connor McDavid that is just really he already has 51 points at the recording of this podcast. And I guess we're basically a quarter of the way through the NHL season. Usually like the uh, Thanksgiving break is where 
you kind of weed out who you think is going to make the playoffs and and how well your team's doing and then the teams are focusing on um on the trade deadline and all that stuff but uh anyway this 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 young man already has 51 points he's tied for first with 51 points though but uh you know Brad Marchand is is right there too but anyway you got McDavid there as an option and for the goaltending fans out there and this guy is pretty good with his fists too by the way uh Darcy Kemper so he's the goalie for the Arizona Coyotes and they are in second place too so they're having a heck of a season themselves and this young man is leading uh the NHL in goals against average at a buck 97 so he's definitely another good option to look at for team captain hot hands hot fists hot temper hot climate (laughs) yes cool and uh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you got you got McDavid. You, of course, you got Johnny Hockey, Goudreau, out there too. But uh, they're, they're, that that's a fun decision to make. And the beauty of it is, we all have the ability to vote and let our opinions be heard. Hey, what about me? Am I on the list? If anybody deserves to be, it's Rod Hockey. Hey, I'm Rod Hockey over here. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Rod. Uh, do you think you could stop by in a week or two when we have our Christmas scrimmage? I don't know. I'm a pretty busy guy over here. It's an honor to speak to you, and, and thank you so much for taking the time to, to make an appearance. But, yes, in, in terms of all-stars, uh, Rod Hockey, you are the ultimate hockey all-star. Rod Hockey 2020. I'd vote for you, too, as a president, if you run. I'm um, playing over here. As long as you were born in the United States, though. I don't know if you were born in Canada, but and we can figure that Hang on, let me check out. my label. <laughs> yeah. I'm back with Patrick, because uh, if you're a fan of the podcast, you know Mr. Patrick Fogarty, a gentleman I've known my whole life. And uh, that's where I was introduced to Mr. Rod Hockey. When we were little boys, he came out with, with the Rod Hockey set and referred to them as Guy Smiley because all the players had smiles on their faces, which is really not reflective of, of NHL quality hockey. But that's how I... Uh, Oh, I met you, Mr. Rod Hockey. <laughs> so I'll see um, I'll see where that was produced, if it was in the United States or if it was in Canada, so we could figure that out later. Vote for Rod. Well, there's another great option for a write-in. Just as long as they're in different divisions, though, because you, you, you can't have them cancel each other out, Mr. Conroy and Mr. Hockey. Well, no, obviously. You don't want to split the vote. That's just, no. that's, that's, that's just poor planning. Right. But there you go. So you have until December 20th to vote for your... 2020 NHL All-Star Team Captains. Cool. Thank you, James. Sure, man. And somebody who has proven his ability to win the vote uh, consistently is uh, a a character who we've become quite friendly and quite familiar with here on the podcast and somebody who has become the cornerstone of of everybody's favorite segment. Of course, I am talking about this week's edition of This Week in Gritty. This Week in Gritty. And James, we've been talking for a while, I think. So uh, let's make this a bit of a lightning round for This Week in Gritty. We did just devote a whole scrimmage to him last week. So, you know, he's worth talking about because... He has been up to some exploits and such since last we saw him, but you know, let's not let let's let's not drag our heels either. So, leading off this week in gritty, I have for you a bit of a gift guide for you, the gritty fan, and uh, I wanted to let you know about a couple of gritty collectible items for that gritty fan in your life. Perhaps the young gritty fan in your life, if you want to subject such things upon them. I don't know why you would, but, you know, I guess everybody parents in their own way. Anyway, so for for 16 of your American dollars, you can go to Target and you can get a 10-inch plush gritty. Now, 10 inches, it's a little under a foot. You know, that's just math. And so he's he's i guess he's a he's a cute size he's he's a smaller fellow and uh, i have to say he looks he he looks not i mean he looks like gritty but i think the beard looks a little more like uh i don't know maybe like cookie puss maybe maybe (laughs) that kind of shape of the face And, and so so you know he's he looks like gritty but 
I don't know if I I he's not quite as terrifying. He's a little more on the cute side. However, from the official shop NHL site, if you're looking to go a little pricier, a little more high end with your gritty, a little more faithful recreation, you got a 20 inch gritty for $50. So if you are willing to part with half of a C note, you can have a faithfully reproduced 20 inch terrifying monster, (laughs) you know, for for that child you want to give nightmares to. Yeah, talk about E.T. freaking people out. <laughs> this year, this year, the naughty children are not going to get coal in their stocking. They are going to get gritty. <laughs> nice. Well done. That'll keep you on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Be good, or you know who will visit for the holidays. <laughs> it's like the Krampus, right? You know, Gritty kind of looks like the Krampus just a little bit. Maybe, maybe he, uh, maybe they drew some inspiration from him for him. Pronouns, pal. Anyway, so setting aside, setting aside the uh, the gift giving aspect of the season, I I wanted to get into what Gritty himself was up to this past week because, as we know, as we discussed at the top of the podcast. This past week was, of course, Thanksgiving here in America. So uh, Gritty, being the great patriot that he is, dressed as a turkey for Thanksgiving. He, uh, I, I believe he made the rounds in this costume. And so he wound up at Wells Fargo as a turkey, you know, because as you do, he released a video on his Twitter feed of him in uh, an epic battle with a pilgrim and uh it it has a happy ending though james in in looney tunes-esque fashion they mid battle they both espy a pig walking by and they both decide to chase after the pig whereupon it cuts to dinner where they are having ham ah okay they are sharing some ham for thanksgiving Okay, and, and thank you for answering that question, too, because I thought that if Gritty's dressed up as a big turkey, I'm surprised nobody took a shot at him and uh-huh. wanted to stuff him. Uh, it is worth mentioning that it was not a real pig. It was somebody in a pig costume. Oh, that's a relief. I'm, yeah. I'm glad no pigs were hurt during the recording of that segment. Although, if they caught and killed the person in the costume, that's a little terrifying. That's probably would... something that should be reported to the police. The local constabulatory. Uh... Now that's typical gritty. Yes. Yep. If anyone would enjoy the taste of human flesh for Thanksgiving, it is gritty. Um, but he 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 also for Thanksgiving, I don't know if he had a lot of time for flesh eating because he at least in the morning, what gritty did is he participated in the Philadelphia Thanksgiving parade. Now, like you, I pro well, probably like you, I can't make assumptions, but much like you probably, I did not know there was a Thanksgiving parade in Philadelphia. Apparently, it is a hundred-year tradition. They they had the first one 99 years ago. This was the 100th edition of the parade, and it, it was started by Gimbals, which is adorable. And oh, uh, wow. yeah, so Macy's may not have been first, but, you know... Gimbals doesn't have Snoopy flying over Fifth Avenue every year, so there's that. Transformers and GoBots. But, I mean, I guess Macy's doesn't have Santa climbing an eight-story ladder into the mall, so there's that. (laughs) Yes, apparently a a long-standing tradition is that (laughs) Santa will arrive at, I guess, it. I don't know what it is now, it was Gimbals, and climb a ladder up to the eighth floor where their toyland is, and uh, climb in the window into the into the toyland of the mall. Where the heck are the uh, eight tiny reindeer? What, what's that all about? I, I they probably have to secure their own mode of transportation. But they could fly. They could just fly them in there. Yeah. What's going on? Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe Santa had a few mimosas and he was in no shape to fly. You know, be safe, James. Hey, hey, uh, okay. (laughs) Plus, 
it is Philadelphia, so maybe he didn't want to take the chance of being shot out of the sky. Maybe. <laughs> they yes, you're right. They have uh, they prided themselves as throwing snowballs at uh, Santa Claus at one of the Eagles games a few years back. It's not something they like to talk about, James. It's the <laughs> snowball incident. They're all going to get gritties for Christmas? Yeah. No, but they would enjoy that. Mm. Anyway, so Gritty dressed up as a turkey for this parade as well, which was a little bit less majestic than what we would normally be used to here in New York. It looked like he just kind of walked through a crowd of cheering people (laughs) with the other Philly mascots who were not dressed as turkeys or any Mm. other kind of fowl. (laughs) Except, I guess, for the Eagles mascot who would be a bird just normally you know by default he would i mean not that you would want to eat the i mean i wouldn't i can't i won't speak for you anyway <laughs> finally on there's this more ready there is one last item james and i have saved the most traumatic for last oh, no. so i don't know what it is about the winter but uh, 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 Gritty's gone clothing optional again, James. Oh, come on. He showed up at a recent Flyers game wearing only a green tutu, a <laughs> tiny, tiny green tutu and waving streamers around and dancing. What? No, I <laughs> let me let me actually amend that statement. He did have a helmet on. But oh, that's uh, early. otherwise, yep, just the green tutu. In case you were wondering, the belly button was yellow this time. Yellow? Yes. (laughs) Orange gritty, yellow belly button, green tutu. Like blue and purple streamers, I think. Whoa. (laughs) That's that's, like colors threw up. When posting to his Twitter account videos of this craziness, he uh, proudly proclaimed, not all heroes wear pants. So, James... (laughs) Yes. That has been This Week in Gritty. This Week in Gritty. And that has been another episode of Hit the Deck. Let's press that button. Last minute remaining in the podcast. So thank you, dear listener, for hanging with us for another episode. 155 this was. Thanks for being here, doing it with us again. As we've often said, if it were not for you, there would be no us. So we are in your debt for supporting us the way that you do. So thanks for that. Thank you to bro Anthony Sejazi, who I also hope had a nice Thanksgiving. Thank you to him for music provided to the podcast for our usage, our usage, as it were. And, uh, you know, thanks to all of our our, our great contributors and fans and, and people who go out of their way to, uh, you know, kind of interact with the podcast. And if you would like to interact with the podcast, you can do so by emailing us at hit the deck. Deck is spelled D-E-K, of course. Hit the deck at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at hit the deck pod. We are at hit the deck on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, you can feel free to subscribe to the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. This is the part where I tell you to subscribe to the podcast, and hopefully you do, so you don't have to go finding and searching for it every week. So uh, you'll know when we're back. Next time we have an unplanned hiatus, which I hope is a very long time from now, but nevertheless, it could very well happen. It's happened before. Next time we do, you might forget to, you know, might get out of the habit and forget to go looking for Hit the Deck on Friday. And, uh, and, and suddenly we'll be back and you won't have us in your life. Won't you be sad? Won't you be beside yourself with grief if that happens? No, no. James is shedding a tear. I, I, I can't say I blame him. No, you don't want that to happen. We don't want that to happen for you. We want you to subscribe to the podcast. Everybody wins. So subscribe to the podcast, please. And, uh, you know, we'll all be one big happy pod family. So, you know, do that on whatever your podcasting platform of choice is, your podcasting platform of preference. How's that? How's that for some alliteration wow. there, buddy? Yeah, still got it, American Rhino. Anyway, so please do that, and I will stop rambling like a lunatic. James, is there anything that you would care to add here at the end of the podcast? 
Yes, thank you. Show enough. Looking for places to play deck? Please check out the Columbus Deck Hockey Association, the Charlotte Street Hockey League, the Raleigh Street Hockey League, the VAR Hockey League, the DCSH and DCHL, and of course, Deck Superstars. Please donate to LaGrange Hockey and follow M Power Play. And speaking of LaGrange Hockey, we are going to have Glenn on in a future podcast, probably even next week. So stay tuned for that. And thanks for listening. Thank you, James. All the thanks go to you, American Rhino. No, hardly. The bulk of the thanks always go to our dear listeners. And one thing we will thank you to do, dear listener, is, of course, to remember here at the end of the podcast that whether you are making strides in sports casting or making an important decision about captaincy, whether you are feeling the onset of the Christmas season or feeling a stiff breeze in your nether regions, regardless of what you find yourself doing, I would always encourage you to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Mr. Joseph. Oh, sorry. I was just going to go. I'll put in the drop, but I was just being silly. You make one. Let's do that again. I like that better. No, uh, that's the the drop. Uh, It's the drop is our thing. It's our, it's it's part of, it's part of the podcast. I'll start over again. You make one. Mr. Joseph.